It's time for Tonya's Kitchen, taking you around the world of food and wine. Here is Tonya King. Joining me today is Vasuda Viswana, author of the brand new book, The Vegetarian Reset. Thanks for joining me, Vasuda. Hi, Tonya. Thank you for having me. Is this your first cookbook? It is. It's my debut cookbook, and I'm really excited. It's a beautiful book, and it is filled with so many interesting recipes that you seem to have uh, adapted from around the world. Tell us a little bit about your concept for this book. Yeah, for sure. I've been a lifelong vegetarian and my family has been vegetarian for generations. I grew up in India and a lot of people uh, in India have been so. Um, And I've always loved food growing up and I loved cooking. I loved experimenting in the kitchen, even as a child. And when I moved to the U.S. for grad school, this was over a decade ago, uh, I continued on that journey. I moved to New York City after grad school, and my husband and I would visit so many restaurants, taste all of these cuisines. I would experiment in my tiny Manhattan kitchen, trying to get my favorite recipes right. And uh, we continued on this foodie journey for a long time. But um, a couple of years ago, my uh, I had a physical where my doctor noted that I had elevated blood sugar and urged me to cut down on excessive starch and sugar and avoid refined grains. So I started to transform my cooking to cut down on that starch and sugar. And so I found myself adapting all of these recipes that I had grown to know and love um, and my my palate craved that spice and flavor. There's only so much eggs and cheese and avocado one can eat, you know. <laughs> so, uh, that was my concept for this book. I wanted it to feel like a little trip around the world, and it and and I I want these recipes to feel instantly craveable and delicious, so that people don't have to choose between eating delicious and eating healthy. Had you been using white flour and sugar before? Yeah, yeah, I love to bake and um, I definitely use white flour and sugar. Uh, I also ate, uh, you know, growing up, uh, our meals tended to revolve around rice uh, from South India. And um, so rice and, and white pasta and, you know, white bread, these these were the the things that my meals tended to revolve around. And I think for most people, when they think of vegetarianism or veganism, they tend to think of steamed vegetables and green salads and, and healthful <laughs> smoothies. But, you know, people that have been vegetarian for an extended period of time know that you can't be happy eating like that all the time. So... What tends to happen is you fall into the trap of eating a lot of uh, refined grain products. It's interesting because it's sometimes really hard to make that change, like doing kind of a, you know, an immediate switch. It's a it's a tough thing to do, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. You know, I think there are people who like to rip off that Band-Aid and and like just dive in and and try this whole new thing. For me, it just felt like experimentation, which I really enjoy doing. 
And it wasn't something that I held myself to. I said, if I don't enjoy it, I'm, I'm not going to do it, right? And we'll find something else uh, that works. Uh, but there's also people that can, uh, you know, just, just take little steps at a time, start incorporating whole foods into your rotation. And, you know, you don't have to go low carb, you can do whole grains. And the nice thing about doing whole grains is that you just can't eat that much, right? Because the fiber fills you up, right? It's an automatic form of portion control. So I think people can can work with this whichever way it suits them. But the most important thing is what they get out of it. I think people will find that when they start eating more natural, unprocessed or minimally processed foods and cooking at home, incorporating diverse vegetables into their cooking, they'll find that their palate resets. You know, they start to prefer eating this way because they feel better. And then when you feel better, you gravitate towards feeling better, right? You, you want to feel that way all the time. So I think it kind of sneaks up on you and it did kind of sneak up on me. And, and that's why I call this book a reset. The recipes are very interesting. And that's what's nice about it is you don't have to think about like what you said, you know, just eating salads. And uh, I mean, it's nice to be creative uh, with vegetables and you do that quite well in the book. Can we share some recipes from the book? Yeah, for sure. The first recipe in the book uh, is one of my favorites because it is so versatile. It's the zucchini bread. And when most people think about zucchini bread, it tends to be the sweet version that that's really popular. But this one is like a savory sandwich loaf. It's made with chickpea flour and almond flour. So it's also gluten free. And uh, it, it has this gorgeous moist texture from from the zucchini. And it's a really versatile sandwich loaf. You can use it for anything from an avocado toast to, I, I even make croutons and breadcrumbs from it. And I use it all over the book. It's a quick bread. So it's actually really easy. There's no proving or anything. You just, uh, there's a cup of uh, chickpea flour, a cup of almond flour, uh, you can use eggs. Uh, if you eat eggs, if, if you're completely plant-based, you could use flax eggs or aquafaba and uh, some, some baking powder. But the star of the show here is the zucchini. So this uses an entire zucchini and you grate it and you sprinkle some salt, let it draw the moisture because zucchini is 90% water. And then you squeeze out all of that zucchini water. You'll usually get about uh, one fourth to half a cup. And the nice part about this is when you mix all of the ingredients, you add that zucchini water right back in. So you don't lose any vitamins or minerals or, or any of that, that that might be in the water. And you use that to mix the batter. The batter is going to be uh, like the texture of wet sand. So it's not a pourable batter. And then you bake it for 40 minutes and that's it. It's nice having it a savory blend, you know, as compared to the sweet heavy yeah. zucchini bread that you usually get. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Delicious. Okay. Another of my favorites that I think really illustrates how craveable a healthy dessert can be is my hazelnut brownie. Oh. So I have a short desert chapter in the book. It's got five desserts and they are all made with whole fruit. So they're all lightly sweetened with whole fruit. And I take inspiration from nature here because in nature, fruit are the dessert, right? 
Right. And when you think about it, you just can't eat that much fruit because the fiber will fill you up. And I think about this the same way. These desserts are craveable and satiating, but you can't eat too much and they're not too sweet. And this hazelnut brownie is inspired uh, quite a bit by Nutella, of which I was a really big fan growing up. <laughs> and um, so what I do is um, I use almond flour here again as the base. The, um, the hazelnut flavor comes from hazelnut butter and the sweetness comes from dates. So this, yeah. this dessert is uh, sweetened just with dates. So we soak the whole dates in hot water for about 15 minutes. And then we grind them up into a smooth paste. And that's what we use to bring that sweetness to the cake, uh, to the brownie. And the uh, it, it bakes in like 20 minutes. It has this, well, I like to say that that. I prefer my brownies eaten with a spoon because I like them <laughs> fudgy and crumbly. But, you know, if you like a slightly uh, firmer brownie that you can hold in your hand, you just bake it for a little bit longer. And, you know, if you use a high quality uh, cocoa powder like Valrona, for example, you get this dark, intense chocolatey flavor with just the right amount of sweetness that feels decadent. And it's actually guilt free. That sounds absolutely delicious. But tell me about hazelnut butter. That's not something that's easily available, is it? Yeah, it's not, uh, I would say, in every supermarket, but it's easily available online. There are lots of varieties of it that you can find on Amazon or, you know, Whole Foods or, or um, uh, you know, several uh, sort of artisan uh, supermarkets sure. online. Sure. Uh, but you also don't have to use hazelnut butter. You could use any nut butter and then you won't get the hazelnut flavor, but that's OK. Right. Uh, it, it's still going to be delicious. You can do a peanut butter brownie instead um, or you could make your own hazelnut butter, which is a little bit more laborious. But there's lots of tutorials online and I've done it. And that's delicious, too. It's really great because dates have always been a great substitute for sugar, I think. Yeah, and they come with fiber. Yeah, absolutely. Delicious. I got to tell you about one of my uh, primary influences in my cooking. So when I grew up in India, there was uh, some international cuisine, uh, you know, prevalent there uh, even in the 90s. But the thing about Indian restaurants is that they will add a generous dose of spices to any cuisine and make it the Indian version of that cuisine, you know, because the Indian palate tends to crave spices. Sure. And uh, so there's it's not the most authentic, but it is delicious. So there's Indo-Italian, there's Indo-Chinese. And uh, that was a big influence on me growing up. And uh, so you'll find that influence uh, scattered and sprinkled all over this book. And one of my favorite recipes is the sag lasagna. So um, here we replace the traditional red sauce of, of the lasagna with uh, a spinach uh, sauce, which is the same sauce that I use for a sag paneer, if you're familiar with that dish. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so it's a green lasagna and we use uh, zucchini slices instead of uh, 
uh, regular pasta, but you could also use, you know, whole grain or, or lentil uh, lasagna sheets if you like. And uh, we layer it with ricotta and, and salt and pepper. And um, it is absolutely delicious. It's also one of those dishes that you bring out of the oven at, uh, you, you know, when you have guests over and everyone's going to go, whoa, what is that? I want some of that. <laughs> and so that's how I really think about, uh, you know, dishes in this book. I want them to be so craveable that that people don't have to make that difficult choice uh, when it comes to eating healthy. They can just eat it because it's delicious. Absolutely. What an interesting spin on the classic lasagna, though. That is definitely different. Thank you. Yeah, sounds really interesting. Uh, we're talking with cookbook author Vasuda Viswanath about the brand new The Vater the Vegetarian Reset. I noticed that you do use a lot of zucchini. So you, you use zucchini in place of regular pasta. You spiralize it. Um, you use it for your bread. You use it quite a bit, right? That's right. I found that the zucchini is a really versatile vegetable. And, uh, you know, with, with the bread, it, it, it uh, provides uh, moisture. With uh, the pasta, it just brings that added serving of vegetables that, that people always need, you know. But you don't have to use zucchini. I know not everyone loves zucchini. Uh, a seasonal variation, like for example, now in the winter, you could use butternut squash noodles. Oh, yeah. And spiralize those, or you could spiralize beets. Uh, there's, there's a lot of options. You could even spiralize carrots. And if you're not into doing that, then there's so many um, whole grain or uh, legume-based pastas available in, in the market today. You could try those and, and see if you like those better. Uh, but the way I think about it is I want these dishes to be so flavorful that it's not about the noodles anymore right. or the grains. It's, <laughs> it's about the flavor. Yeah. And the sauce and everything that's in it. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful book. I can't wait to try some of your recipes. Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. You can find me using the handle V like vegetarian eight, the number W E L L that's V A 12 on almost all of the social media platforms. And you can sign up for my newsletter. That is really the best way to stay in touch with me at V A 12.com. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for spending some time with me this morning, Vasuda. Really beautiful book. We're talking with cookbook author Vasuda Viswanath about the vegetarian reset. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you'll subscribe to this podcast as we continue to take you around the world of food and wine on Tonia's Kitchen. 